We are ending the book of Ephesians this morning. Excited or not? Well, it's an exciting thing. Number one, because we've made it through a book, right? Number two, we start a new series next Sunday. Um, So I'm stoked about it. Let's give it up for uh, uh, the cameo he made in the video, Lance, in that chosen video. Um, And so next Sunday, uh, we start a new series entitled The Winner's Circle. Um, We're going to be teaching for five weeks on how to win in every area of life, how to win. And it's going to be good. We're going to start week one off by talking about goals. And uh, are your goals internal or external? Are they good goals or are they God goals? I don't want to get too deep into it, but goals, goals. Paul said that uh, only one thing I want to experience. He said that's the resurrection and the power of Christ. He had his priorities in order. So um, we'll get to that next Sunday. But um, today we're going to finish off with Ephesians 6, 18 through 24. I don't know. It's bittersweet for me. Um, It's been a challenge preaching through this this book because you all have heard me say it. But um, when when you're going verse by verse through a book, you you can't, like, choose what you're going to talk about. You just got to hit it. You got to hit it hard. Uh, unlike a series like The Winter Circle, you know, I'm, I'm at home and I'm just jotting down some ideas. Yeah, goals. Oh, yeah, sacrifice. Oh, yeah, focus. Oh, yeah, the winner's mentality. Like, that's what we're going to talk about, and that's great. But here it's like spiritual warfare and all these different things we got to work through. And, um, but it's been good. It's been good, and it's been fun, and uh, I'm ready to go. After The Winter Circle, we have a series entitled Hath No Fear. So for the month of October, we're going to talk about how to overcome fear. And then um, we're going to continue to tread toward the new year. How's everyone doing this morning? Good. Are you ready for God to speak into your heart? Okay. Are you ready to apply it uh, when you leave church on Sunday? Good, good. That's where the power is. The power is in the application, not in the receiving. Uh, So verse 18 says this, uh, pray in the spirit at all times. This is Paul. He's in prison. Uh, writing back to the church of Ephesus. Ephesus, he spent three years there daily sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, it finally landed him in a Roman prison. Uh, but he, he's admonishing and encouraging the church. Pray in the spirit at all times. And on every occasion, and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me, too. Pray for your spiritual leaders. Uh, pray for pastors in this, in this city, in this county, in, in this region, in the, in the country, all throughout the world. Pray for your spiritual leaders. We just talked about Satan two weeks ago. And, uh, yes, Satan's on the prowl for everyone, but he's definitely on the prowl for leaders because everything falls and rises on leadership. If you don't have any leadership, there's going to be... Uh, disarray everywhere. Uh, Pray for your president. Um, Whether you agree with him or not, we have a president. Pray for him. Um, We need to. Um, Satan would love nothing but to assassinate our president, Um, and so he can cause disarray. So 
Pray for me, Paul says. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan. That the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. What's the mysterious plan? Well, the mysterious plan is that Jesus Christ came and he died for you, for your sins. He died for your friends and, and your family and uh, the, the, the person that you don't like at the bank. He, he died for that bank teller that when you walk in, you ask for a, uh, a withdrawal and she talks loud. She says your first and your last name and she says the amount that you want to withdraw. Would you like to withdraw $2,000? Is your remaining balance negative two? All right. He died for her. And you got to feel that way about her when she's selling all your business. Your remaining balance is $10. And it's not me. I'm just saying you have that, that experience. She, he died for her, too. That's the mystery. And it says here, verse 20, I am in chain. I'm serious. This lady exists. Oh, she never comes to this church. I won't tell you which Wells Fargo she works at, but you should go and try her out. <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry, dude. It's just crazy. All right, lady, keep it down, okay? This is between me and you. Verse 20, I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. I love Paul. He had his priorities in, in, in order. His, his whole goal was before I win, God needs to win. Um, before I win, I need to prioritize God in my workplace and uh, in the city and in the field. And I think American culture has kind of blindsided uh, God's children has kind of gotten our priorities off. We're, we're going for these things when, when the goal and the calling is to share Jesus. Um, and I mean, at, at times, like, very straightforward, not even beating around the, oh, you got to take time to make friends before. Look, man, when I, I used to go straight forward. Do you believe in Jesus? Straight forward. Because sometimes people pass away. And so Paul said, man, I, the priority is Christ. Straightforward. If I got to be looked at funny, if I got to be shunned, if I got to lose friends, if I got to quit the job I'm at, the priority is Jesus. You know? And, and we've, our goals have went somewhere else. To bring you up to date, Takias will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I am getting along. He is a beloved brother and a faithful helper in, in the Lord's work. I love that. Paul had a team. I was going to add a six-week to Winter Circle and put a team, the right team. Um, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And uh, he said he's a beloved brother and a faithful helper. Verse 22, I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. Because it wasn't just Paul, it was other men and women who were also locked up with him, being persecuted for Christ. Peace be with you, dear brothers. And sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. I love that. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ. And just like that, from uh, May the 7th to August the 27th, we knock out the book of Ephesians. You know, a long time ago, um, June 6th, 
2017. I, uh, y'all are so, come on now. That was good. That was good. That was so good. Either y'all are listening very well or I need to work on my jokes. Don't answer that. Anyway. Uh, someone said, hmm. Well, anyway. I'm trying to get into this uh, slowly because today is a vision casting day. Um, we're not really going to break down this verse, but uh, there's a prayer walk that we're going to go on as a church uh, on Saturday. And um, so just stick with me today. You can take notes. This is pretty cool. So two months ago, um, we were expecting my mother-in-law to come into town uh, with, with our cousin. And uh, it was about 3.30 in the morning. Um, I woke up and three words came to mind. Uh, Joshua prayer, walk. Joshua, prayer, walk. And at the time, I didn't, obviously, I'm just waking up. I didn't put it together. I I just, I I separated it as as terms. Joshua, prayer, walk. I tried to go back to sleep, and uh, my mother-in-law, they arrived at 4.30 in the morning, and I hadn't, hadn't been able to fall back asleep, and it was still in my mind for that entire hour. Joshua, prayer, walk. And so I got up, couldn't sleep. They came, you know, I gave her a hug and a kiss and uh, I got up and, and, and I got, got ready and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take a walk. I haven't done this in a while. Um, actually, if you go on my Instagram that day, June 6th, I'm outside and I'm taking a walk and I tell you how you should take a walk at 5 a.m. in the morning and talk to God as if I do it every day. <laughs> I don't do it every day. <laughs> so hopefully... If you have, you've been blessed, or if you haven't, that's good, because I don't do it every day, but you can. Um, and so it's funny, because when I was coming downstairs, my, my cousin, she was on the blow-up mattress in, in our living room, and she knows I'm a pastor, so she's like, you wake up every morning to pray at five in the morning? That's amazing. I do that, too. It's crazy how people like to get all spiritual when you're a pastor. It's like, I'm like, yes, this is what I do. <laughs> I turned, and I walked out, and I'm like... Lord, why not lie? I repent. Um, and so I walked and down to my Instagram thing. You know, we got to do a little show and all that stuff. But no, in all seriousness, I was walking and um, I had a point in which I was going to stop and go back home, but I just kept walking because these terms just kept hitting my mind. Joshua, prayer, walk. And I just kept walking and I'm like, well, I feel the spirit leading me to define these words in their original language. Um, when I get back home, and maybe God is going to speak something to me. And so over the course of the next few days, I would go on a personal study. And uh, it became pretty clear to me that God was calling us to do a prayer walk as a church. Um, and, and like I said, it's going to be next Saturday, September the 2nd uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, I pray that you would open up your schedule, sit whatever you have planned to the side, join us on this going to figure out why in a few minutes as I share. And we're going to be walking and and praying for this city, for this county, for the entire region. We're going to be praying that people would meet Christ. Um, I've come to find out, being here over a year now, that a lot of people have a lot of stuff, but they're lacking everything when they don't have Jesus. And uh, as a church, we didn't move here to start a, a rotary club or a sorority or fraternity. We are a church, and so when you read Paul, it's kind of hard to separate um, the call to go and reach 
uh, the lost or what have you, those far from God, um, and, and just then come in and just have a Bible study and some music. It's kind of hard to, to remain religious when it's really about getting people who don't know Jesus. That's the church's call. The church's call has always been to evangelize the world. And uh, Jesus left this earth, and he left the church here as the answer to the world's issues. And Satan has done such a strategic job separating people from healthy church. But we're here, Highlight Church is in this city, in this region. I'm talking while we're still small. So if this vision scares you, that's a good thing. Because either you're going to press into it or you're going to see the door. But what we want is for people to be faithful in the gospel call. So Joshua is our first term. Let's go ahead and take notes. This is going to be good. Joshua. Um, the Hebrew word is Yeshua. And it means God saves or salvation. God saves or salvation. It's interesting because our vision statement uh, here at Highlight Church is we exist to shine the light of the good news so that people would find true life in Jesus Christ. The reason our church, if you didn't know, the reason we exist as a church, if you're a new superhero or if you're a first-time guest or, or you've been here since day one, we exist so that others would find true life in Jesus. We don't exist we don't just come to receive, we come to receive so that we can feed and serve our city and the people at our jobs and all over this great city of Gaithersburg. And so God put on my heart that morning, Joshua. I don't know if he was calling my name, evidently not. He wanted me to define the term and it means God saves. Our vision statement is that we want people to find true life in Jesus. So what does this mean? This means that as a church, God wants us to be aligned in vision, aligned in vision, aligned in vision. So there's no reason why LEL should come to church and I should come to church. And we have two totally different focuses. He's focused on one thing. I'm focused on another. As a pastor, I, I'm always on my leaders about praying for our volunteers, uh, uh, being sensitive to the needs of those that come in. Um, and there's no reason why, as a pastor, that's my heart, but he should have a different heart for the house. And the same thing with every volunteer. Even if you're not a superhero and you've been coming here for months and you haven't taken that next step, that should be your heart, is that I'm not coming to church to primarily receive because that's a part of it, but I'm coming to give. That's how Jesus called the disciples. He called the disciples, and the first thing he told them was, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So am I just going to follow you, Jesus? Do, 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 do. Jesus, go this way. Okay. Jesus, go this way. Okay. Jesus, go this way. Okay. No, no, we're not following a leader. We are coming to church. We're putting on our boots, the shoes prepared for the good work. We talked about that, and we're getting to work. Because Satan wants us to stay so distracted on what we need, on our struggles, on our woes, to the point where we forget that we're breathing, we're clothed, we're fed, we're sheltered, and other people need God a lot more than we need him because we have him. That's our vision. That, that's what I think Paul's talking about. And so um, I remember before we moved here, um, we, we got um, sticky notes. 
um, when, when the moving team was in Florida, New York, and North Dakota, and uh, we, uh, we, 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 we had social media. And so every person that liked or commented on our stuff, every person for like, what was it, like six months, we would take their first names down on sticky notes, put them on a whiteboard, and during our Sunday evening meetings from time to time, we would pray over these names in this area specifically. People who have probably not even stepped in this church yet, but we were praying for people that we didn't know. We were praying for their, their prosperity. We were praying for their health. We were praying for, for their joy and their peace and their purpose. We were praying for people that we didn't know because it was our hearts to move from those three states and be here and it was our heart to meet people where they were. So if you're strong out on drugs, great, we're here. If you're a Buddhist, great, we're here. If you're rich, great, this is why God sent us. If you're single, amazing, this is why we're here. If you're divorced, great, this is why we're here. If you're a biblical scholar, great, this is why we're here. If you're young, great, this is why we're here. If you're black, great, this white, great, Asian, great, this is why we're here. If you're depressed, great, this is why we're here. God has sent us here. Come on, Andy, come on. God has sent us here to meet you where you are. Because Jesus met people where they were. He met a prostitute where she was. He met a woman who had been married to five men. And the sixth one, she wasn't even married to, but she was living with. He met her where she was. He, he, he met a, a demon-possessed man, a man named Legion. He had thousands of demons on the inside of him. He met him uh, 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 pretty much in, in the, uh, the, the gravesite. He met him there, set that man free. This man goes back to his city and tells people about Christ. You know why? Because when you really meet Christ, it's hard to keep him to yourself. So I don't know where we've fallen off as the church in America. We meet Christ and we come and we got to get more Christ. No, 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 no. When you meet Christ, you can't hold him in. We came here to meet you where you are. It doesn't matter where you are. That, that was Jesus' call. And so we want to see more addictions broken, more hurts healed. There's so many leaders in this room. And you're looking for platform and, and you're looking for significance and you're looking for influence. Can I tell you something? Let me give you a little secret to life. We're in a world that's so like, no God, no God. You have an amazing opportunity and platform to go to your workplace and be the only Jesus that people see. And oh boy, I've been doing it for 11 years, man. Look, when people start to see that, man, this person actually cares. Yeah, they got their Bible out on their desk, but they're not weird with it. And it makes me feel kind of funny about it. Like, you're supposed to be weird. You're supposed to be like that Bible thumper, right? That was funny. You're supposed to be that Bible thumper, but you're not weird about it. You actually have normal conversation. You like to drink soda. 
you work out, you go to the movie. It's like, huh, Jesus might be a little cooler than what I thought. You got, he's your homeboy, right? No, he's your God. But, um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still kind of old school on the theology. He's, he's your God. But um, I used to say that too. But um, God wants us to be aligned. Hear me, hear me, because I want some of you to go through super steps, all right? Some of you have been sitting in the seats for too long. And uh, I got kids too. And um, I'll share that later, later, but Damien asked me a question um, when we first started this church out at uh, Elevation Burger. I'm going to share that story later because it's going to bring this thing around. But man, God forbid if I don't challenge you the way I've challenged myself, the team that moved, our lead team. God forbid if I don't challenge you to step up. So understand this when you come to Highlight Church, superhero or not. Yes, you receive, but you're also here to give your faith, your prayers, your encouragement, aligned and vision to reach this city. The second term was prayer. Prayer. So I go to the, the Greek language for this, and this, this one is so amazing. It means to exchange wishes. Prayer means to exchange wishes. And so uh, it means to interact with God and to exchange our human desires for his desires. So where do we find God's desires? We find God's desires in God's word. Paul says that the word of God is God-breathed, meaning that, yes, he used men, but as they were inspired, they penned what God said. And so 1 Timothy 2, verse 4 says that, for God wants all men, this is God's desire, wants all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. This is why Paul was willing to be locked in a prison. Because he aligned his life with God's desire. So he, he prayed every day. Lord, do I want a beamer or do I need to save this down payment money to serve someone that actually needs it? Am I going to utilize my freedom for my freedom? Vacation here, this and that there. Or does somebody need me to stay put because they need to know Jesus? So he said, I'm going to, this year, from the summer to the end of 2017, I'm going to exchange my wishes for yours. And so what God wants us to, wants to do is he wants us to pray as a church for a move of God in this city, in our neighboring cities, in this county. And look, you don't have to believe to belong here at Highlight. You know, well, you know, I haven't given my heart to Jesus yet. That's great. Come to the prayer walk. You can, you can walk with us. It's going to be a great exercise. You can, you can, you, we need your encouragement. We need your presence. And so I love it. The disciples asked Jesus, how do we pray? And I love Jesus because Christ knew that his ministry was going to last for about two and a half years. And so he gave them a blueprint for prayer. Right? He says, this is how you pray. He taught them this. Matthew 6, 9 through 10. 
Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. So recognize God. That's first on the blueprint. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Stop. So he taught them to, number one, recognize God, put me to the side. (laughs) Number two, before you pray for anything you need, exchange your wishes for his. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. Is this okay? Is this good? I wouldn't be loving you if I didn't preach the truth. May your kingdom come. Your Now, the kingdom of God is this. The kingdom of God is not a physical place, not yet. That's the millennial reign of Jesus. When he comes back, going to wipe out Satan. Everything's going to be amazing. You're going to have an eight-pack. You're going to have everything. You're going to have your own mansion. You're going to be good to go. The kingdom now is composed of us, those who have allowed Jesus to reign over our hearts, those who have found true peace and joy in a Savior, those that this world needs. I love it. I'm, I'm going to go back to the moving team. I'm referencing our moving team a lot to uh, uh, get us back to the foundations of why we started this thing in the first place. And so um, we pray for the kingdom to come. Um, Lance and Sam and, and, and Becca, um, Kyra, Chow, Krizia in the back, Chris, Megan, we prayed and quit jobs quit jobs, um, left everyone we loved. It was a tough time, just a tough time. Um, But we've moved on faith, and and we moved with a big vision. We got here uh, last May, and we started interest meetings in June. And uh, we we had like 19, it's 19 or 21, whatever, it's not important, 19 IKEA chairs in this uh, room, activity center at Bora Park. And um, we were in the back room, room C, and we had our our kid speaker, this table with our TV on this table. And the interest meetings were designed to get people there, and we would just cast vision and share what what, what our church was about. Uh, Everything at that time was packed in a U-Haul van. Um, No road cases. We didn't have big speakers. We didn't have pipe and drape. literally a few chairs. And uh, we set it up. And... It was nine of us, and we were waiting. It's like, is anybody going to come? We've been on Facebook. We've been on Instagram. We've moved. It's like, all right, God, what's next? And so we wait, and uh, five people show up. Five people show up. Out of that five, two stick. Interest meeting number two, we get about six more people. Um, Out of that six, about five of them stick. Interest meeting number three, a few more come, they stick. Interest meeting number four, no one comes. It's like, all right, well, I guess this is where we are. But by our, our last interest meeting, we had six, uh, we had over uh, 20 people, right at 22. And what we had come to find out was in our group, um, some of our superheroes had told us that they hadn't been to church in three years, uh, nine months, A few of our superheroes uh, may have been on the brink of doing something crazy like suicide or um, remaining on alcohol 
or whatever the issue was, God moved us, moved us, and now those people no longer are struggling with those things. A church home is so important. It's so important to the health, your health as an individual, your soul. A healthy community is everything. And so God moved us from one place to another in order to provide a context for which people could find true life in a Savior. And not just that, know that when they leave town, they can always come back to church and they're going to be good to go. And man, I've heard, man, at church, you all have done so well and uh, small groups, you've done so amazing. I've heard testimonies of of fellow superheroes and fellow, uh, we don't do membership, we do participation, but fellow people's giving others money. Uh, I've heard of you taking certain people to the hospital, feeding each other, studying your word together. Um, um, recently, a, a few ladies uh, got together and, and, and did a classroom together, and, and, and they're taking trips to the beach, and, and they're just finding, no, no, we don't, we don't have to drink. We, we don't got to party. We, we don't got to do. We can be good where we are with the community that we're in. Because we exchanged our wishes. Now, this is the thing. If God can take nine and multiply it. Now, this is the summer. This is the skimpy crew, but everyone's, that's another thing about this area. Come on now, next summer, church. Let, let's have a real talk. Next summer. Like, forget all that. Let's do something about these vacations, man. Y'all get away way too much around here. <laughs> Come on now. So anyway. This is what I love to see, and I think this this pray for a move of God. If God can take nine people and two babies within nine months and turn it into over 100 people, what could he do with 100 that have exchanged your wishes for his? The gospel of Jesus. You're going to be here for somebody else. What could he do in this city? What could he do? Because I've come to find out everything that glitters is not gold in this place. When you get to know people, but you are the very broken people. I am the very broken pastor that the people need to exchange our wishes for his. And so... God will perform a move through his people, and you are the move of God. Jesus traveled, Matthew 9, 35 through 38 says this, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. I love Jesus. Whether you stick with him or not, he's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. Like the need is great, and I'm addressing the need, but we need to turn some of, some of these needs that we've met into laborers. We don't just need them to come to another evangelistic event and and get healed and receive a word and go back out. We actually need them to stay and put in the work is what he's saying. So pray to the Lord who is in charge 
of the harvest, talking about his father, ask him to send more workers into his field. This is Jesus. And I love it that the Bible says he went into all towns and all villages. Picture this now. He went to D.C. He went to Potomac. He went to the middle class. He went to Montgomery villages. He, he, he went every, all towns, all villages, all neighborhoods. And do you see the title that he gave them? So he saw the rich, the poor, the educated, and the uneducated and everyone in between. And do you see the title that he gave them? He said that they were confused and helpless. What is he saying? He's saying that they don't have me. They've built their kingdom, but they don't have me. And, and it's, the need is huge. The hungry children in our city is, we're always talking about the needs of D.C. We are talking to family services right now, and the need is huge. Mentorship in this area, yes, MoCo is huge. And so he says, pray for the laborers. We got to pray for a move of God. We want to be the move of God in this city. Even within our first year, even right at 100, we want to be the move of God. We want to see hundreds of people find a community and find a safe haven and find freedom. We want to be the move of God in this city. The third term was walk. Walk. And it's funny because in, in our time, we, we believe walk is straightforward or backwards. Um, the word walk means comprehensively around. So uh, biblically, Paul, Paul said we walk by faith, not by sight. So we don't walk according to what we see. We walk by faith. It means to walk comprehensively around. If you've been in church circles for any time, you'll hear that God is a full circle God, meaning that he's faithful. But Paul says we walk by faith, not by sight, meaning that God has called us to be full circle believers. So what is God calling us to do as a church? He's calling us to exhibit full circle faith, full circle faith. You got me over there, Andrea? She's thinking about it. Full circle faith is our term. You're fine. You're good. You're you're, you're getting it. And so track with me here. Um, Moses, in in the book of Exodus, um, the children of Israel have been in slavery for 400 years, going in circles in slavery for 400 years. Um, Let me get you on Joshua chapter 1. So, you know, okay, cool. Um, Moses has been uh, sent to the children of Israel. And he takes them out of slavery. This is generational bondage. So just to kind of segue here, the reason why you may be struggling with certain things is because there may be a generational bondage on your family's life. And so Moses was sent to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. The word Egypt means sin. They go through the Red Sea. 
they get into the wilderness. They were going to a promised land. The promised land was an 11-day journey that turned into 40 years. Some things are going to take you, that should take you 11 days, can actually end up taking you 40 years, metaphorically. And the reason it took 40 years is because they didn't trust God fully and obey him and step out and do what he was calling them to do, which was to go and take the promised land. And so they circle around the wilderness in full circle disbelief. I, I go to church, but I don't fully subscribe to full circle disbelief. The Moses generation dies. They don't get everything God promised them. Joshua ascends to leadership because he serves under Moses. This is a key to leadership. Serve where you are. Shadow where you are. Honor where you are. God has a plan for you, and he's going to take you further than he took your leader. Okay? So Joshua rises to leadership, and he leads the children of Israel into the promised land because they're the full circle faith generation. Full circle of faith generation, meaning this. They didn't just say they believed in something, but they actually put tangible steps to their faith and they got everything that God had for them. And so at Highlight Church, we're not just going to say we believe in Christ and not take tangible steps to make disciples. If you are, forget being a superhero, if you are a believer in Christ, it is your responsibility to create more believers. Full circle faith. And when you start to focus on building the kingdom of God, finding a girl at your job or at work or at the, at the gym or, or a man or whatever, not, not, you know, I know I said it earlier, but not stepping to them like, hey, do you read your Bible? No, no, love on them. Pour into their lives. Be different. Before you know it, change life. Nine months, year later. They're following Christ. And, and it, it is such an amazing joy to see people that you have been called to, to bring to Jesus and then to see them bring others to Jesus. It's nothing greater in the world. Nothing greater in the world. Because what you're going to do when you pass away is you're going to come before Christ and he's going to say, good job, you know, well done, good and faithful servant, Matthew 25. And I say, yeah, thanks, Jesus. Uh, number one, thanks for dying for me. Because, uh, you know, but hey, I brought 5,000 uh, people with me. I uh, gave a million dollars to the kingdom over the course of my entire life. And, uh, you know, and, and Jesus is going to say, you know, you didn't need to do all that. I died for you. That, that's, you. You made it to heaven. But the fact that you did all that shows that I was in you. The fact that you did it showed that I was in you. Full cert. So putting, that's why at Highlight Church, participation is greater than membership. So you'll never hear anyone unless you shouldn't. I'm a member of Highlight Church. No, 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 you're not. There's no such thing as membership here. We participate. So you got your three I's. I invite, I'm involved, and I invest. 
Because the greatest kingdom or thing that I can build with my finances is the kingdom of God. And I invite. This is, this is probably why some of you are in here after 10 invites. It's because people are trying to get you to experience this thing. And I'm involved. We have superheroes. We value contribution over consumption. God forbid, if I, I come before the Lord and he says, what kind of church did you build? I say, Lord, I built a, a church of contributors. I, I didn't allow our members, oh, I said it, sorry, our participators to sit in the seats and to consume, consume, consume without working it out. And let me give you a key to Christian growth. It's actually working it out. It, it's reading it and then saying, hey, can I pray for you? Oh, my God, I'm nervous. Lord, I pray that you would bless this person. Excuse me, I can't move. Can you pray louder for me? I pray that you would bless this person. And then, uh, thanks, man. That was amazing. Wow, I can pray. Let me try it out. First week as a superhero. Alarm goes off, 6.30 a.m. I'm up at 6, 6.30 a.m. on a Sunday to go to church. Snap, let me try this out. Praying over chairs and serving kids, going on this prayer walk. What kingdom are you building? If you can get up to go to work, you can come to church and serve. If you can spend a thousand dollars leaving town, you can reconsider. And we're going to teach the tithe in December. We're going to teach it. You can reconsider how you're prioritizing your money. Jesus said, what good is it to gain the world and lose your entire soul? He even said, wherever your treasure is, there shall your heart be also. So God knows this isn't a condemning message. This is a, what am I doing with my Jesus message? And so God is calling us to, to walk. If you've been baptized or if you found community or freedom, if you've given your heart to Jesus here, it's because of our full circle faith leaders. Those that do a lot more than I can do for this church. Um, Bobby Coleman. Yeah. Yes, let's give it up. Kyra, Krizia, Chow, Chris, Sam, Lance, Becca. Um, it's honestly because of them. I, I specifically pointed them out because they're your directional and moving team people. They've done that. They've risked it all. They've, I've lost count of how much money they've given. It doesn't even matter at this point. But they've, they've given. They, they've been faithful. And I, I've told them, if you guys stick in this thing, God, you, we're going to see miracles in this city and the impossible occur. They own the vision. If you're a superhero, this is, this is not church or my church or their church. This is your church, and you're called to own the vision. And so Joshua 1, 1 through 5 says this. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. I love it. He's about to promote him. Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. 
the Israelites across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. There are some people that are not going to reach their destiny unless you wake up and lead them to it. People need you. He says, I promise you what I promised Moses. Moses had an anger issue. That's why he didn't make it. He disobeyed God. He was a phenomenal leader. God was with Moses, though. Wherever you set foot, this is why we're doing this walk. Verse 3, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east, to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. Like full circle, I'm giving this city to my church, including all the land of the Hittites. I love this. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you. It sounds synonymous to Jesus in Matthew 28 with the Great Commission. Go and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and I will be with you always. God is Jesus. So what he's saying is take ground. And as you exchange your wish for my wish, I'm never going to depart. And wherever you set your foot, I will give it to you. And he says this, I will not fail you or abandon you. So we're going to walk by faith. Saturday, we have seven circles. Um, you know, we're, we're going to walk in downtown Crown, Rio, and the villages. going to be all City Hall. We're walking. It's my prayer that we would at least get 40 people. Right now, we have about 20, a little bit over 20. We need 20 more. And then the number of seven is the number of perfection in Scripture. It's funny because when Joshua and the children of Israel got into the promised land, before they captured it, they had to walk around the walls of Jericho for six days, one lap. And on the seventh day, they had to do seven laps. Full circle faith. You want this promise? You want people to be changed? You want to experience the fullness of God in your faith? Walk it out. Seven times on the seventh day, shout, the walls came tumbling down. And the eighth day was a new day in the promised land. So we're going to do seven circles. And we're going to converge back here at Shady Grove Middle School next Saturday in the parking lot. We're going to pray as a church. And this is for changed lives in this city, in your respective city. This is so God would bless our church with further expansion. I can't wait to stand before you one day and announce to you how we're going to be planting or starting our second campus. It may be Highlight Urbana or Highlight Germantown, but it's going to be so amazing. We're going to have like a, a something that's going to be like a highlight, and it's going to be we're starting a new campus in this city. Are you ready to build that? Are you all in? Do you want to stretch yourself beyond receiving? I'm going to pray for government officials and our youth. And this prayer walk isn't to invite people to church. We're just going to walk our routes and pray. But if someone asks, what are you guys doing? We're praying for our city.
Would you like to join us one Sunday? This is an alignment walk. It's a faith walk. And hey, I love you guys. Um, but I got I to gotta give it to you like this. You got to get it right. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We give you praise and honor. <sighs> Lord, allow us to be aligned in vision. Highlight Church exists to shine the light of the good news so that people would find true life in Jesus Christ. Lord, you saved us to send us. God, help us to pray and to exchange our wishes for yours. Your kingdom come. God, we want to see broken homes healed. We want to see lives saved. Lord, we want to experience the joy that you experience when you walk this earth when you were raising up leaders to build your kingdom. For God, you are the beginning and the end, Lord, and we got to build your kingdom, your eternal kingdom. God, help us to be full circle faith believers. Help us to contribute and not consume. Help us to participate and not fill a seat. But God, get our feet moving. There's someone's destiny connected to our faith. There's someone's freedom connected to our sacrifice. There's someone's future connected to our present conviction. Move us, Jesus. We are a church. You've called us to create disciples and followers of you. Thank you, Lord, for coming and dying on that cross for our sins. Thank you, Lord, that that good news doesn't have to stop with us. So allow us to be like Paul next Saturday. Allow us to pray and to walk for this city, for our fellow churches, for our youth, for our government, for those that are strung out and addicted. Allow us to walk. Allow us to claim territory for future expansion. Build your kingdom in this region. Allow there to be church homes, other highlight churches where people would find true life where people would find community and a refuge in you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you never received Jesus, this is your morning. Just going to bow our heads one more time, and I'm going to ask that you raise that hand high. He loves you, and he wants to fill you with his spirit. He wants to give you a new start. He wants heaven to be your home. You know you're a sinner. We all are. We need a Savior, and he is that. Let's just bow our heads, and on the count of three, if that be you, Jesus loves you. You raise that hand. We're going to pray with you corporately as a church. This isn't going to be weird. One, two, and three. Praise God. Church, we love you. Go ahead and lift your heads. We love you. See you next Sunday. Take care, y'all.